every time a new Terminator comes out, I get really excited and I, I can't wait to have them over. But about halfway through their visit, I just, I just, I just need them to leave. And, you know, I, 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 they, they, they say they're ready to go. They're, they're, they're coming out the door and then they turn and say, I'll be back. No, 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 no. Please don't come back. Please just, just leave, leave forever. Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of Stay Watch, and as always, I'm your host, Larry. This week on the podcast, it it's a it's a tough episode for me because a new Terminator film has come out, Terminator Dark Fate, the newest in the long-running and often terrible Terminator franchise. And I'm not gonna approach this episode so much like a review of the latest film. Um, I, I will share some brief thoughts on it, but I, I really wanted to use this time to kind of take a look back on my thoughts on the franchise as a whole and kind of what I generally think about it. Uh, because I, I've, as I sat down in the theater to think about the Terminator, I, I thought about it's kind of legacy within my personal life but also its legacy as like this major science fiction action film and you know especially with t2 something that's been held up for so many years so hold on we're gonna get right into it So I think I really want to start this out by just kind of saying that I think I like the idea of the Terminator more than I like most of the Terminator movies. Because let's let's be real here. The, the original Terminator film is this really fun, interesting horror movie about a, a woman who is being tracked down by this future killer that's that's coming after her and and her fight to survive and and there's something really cool about that idea and then we find out that this guy is this robot or or, or cybernetic organism whatever whatever terms we're using now because I feel like everything's been retconned so many times that it's it's hard to keep clear what we're actually talking about these days but like this idea of these these metal skeletons under human flesh traveling through time to kill people who could possibly put up a fight against, you know, our new machine overlords. It, it's such an awesome idea. And, and when I was a kid, I got really excited about that. And, you know, for me, Terminator, Terminator 2 were, were some of the earliest R-rated films I had seen. And, and I remember watching them with my dad. It was it was the Terminator films and it were and it was aliens. And a big part of that is because at the time, I don't know if how many of you remember this or how many of you are within my age range, they were actually making alien and terminator figures for, you know, 
kids, which is like weird because you have these two like hyper R-rated properties with you know people getting getting killed and everything like that. Uh, but they're they're making fun kids toys for them, uh, and and some of these toys were pretty awesome. Like I, I go back sometimes and and look through through my old toy box and find some of them, and I'm just I'm kind of amazed by some of the stuff that they made. Some of it was trash, but but others were were really cool. Um, you know, but but again, like so for me, I, I hadn't seen the original Terminator before seeing T2, uh, which was kind of one of those interesting things. You know, I saw both Terminator 2 Judgment Day and I saw Aliens before I saw the the original films. And I, and I feel like for me as a kid, it was the right way to do it because Terminator 2. All right. You have you have this this great story that you're following up, which I didn't know at the time, but you're basically following this kid as he he kind of has this experience of being hunted down by this dude who looks like a police officer, but he's actually, you know, this liquid metal robot. And, you know, he's he's being helped by another big guy who's, you know, secretly a robot. And, you know, he finds out that his his birth mother, who he thought was just crazy, was was, you know, she had this really wild experience that radically changed her and and it's just like all of these weird disparate elements coming together in this package with some amazing action um and and some of the most groundbreaking special and visual effects that we've ever seen and so it was kind of wild to like see this thing as a kid you know we're, we're talking about an era you know early 90s where we were we didn't have all of the stuff that we have now in terms of CG yet I'm, I'm looking at films I'm looking back on these things and they just like hold up so well because so much of these films were created in, in real life you know with, with practical effects and everything like that and, and that's not what this entire episode is about but what I would say is you know just just kind of off the bat one of the things that I think about every time I go into a Terminator film nowadays is how much of this is real? How much of this is CG? And are they over relying on the CG? You know, there was something that was really cool about, hey, we are going to make these films as practically as we can. And in a sense, it's going to add realism to these robots, you know, and again, I, again, I'm sorry for the diehard Terminator fans who don't like my using the word robots, but I'm going to continue to use the word robots. <laughs> Uh, turn me off if you want, whatever, I don't care. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I think is abundantly clear watching, you know, something like the original Terminator or Terminator 2, and then fast forwarding to stuff like, you know, Genesis or Dark Fate is there's a specific weight that these machines have. And there are points in, in these films where they kind of make reference to how heavy this Terminator would be. But there are other parts where it doesn't factor at all. And you're just kind of like, all right, I'm watching this CG character, you know, run super fast or leap from building to building. And it just doesn't quite make sense. Like the physics are off. And I think that was something that, hey, because we have this CG technology, we should be doing these things. These characters should be moving these ways. And it it removes a layer of, of realism from it. And, you know, I think that was for me something that I always liked about, especially the original two Terminators. Like they felt real, they felt grounded. You know, again, like as, as impossible as these situations were, 
they were able to make you feel like these were real things that could really happen and the physics around them made a lot of sense you know i i think about the way that characters interacted with you know different different conditions so like thinking about the t-1000 getting getting frozen and the way that his body kind of stiffened and cracked and shattered and you know stuff like that stuff you know one the effect was amazing but it made sense for what we were watching and nowadays like half the time i feel like they don't they don't fully take into consideration like how the physical bodies of these terminators would react with the world around them because it's like we don't need to do that anymore because we can just do this wild cg action scene and things can move in these ways and you know it doesn't really matter because we can do it and we don't need to think about it um you know and and that's just like one of those things that that bothers me this is going to be like kind of like a little bit of a rambly episode just because like i have so many thoughts about kind of what i i like in terminator movies and what i don't like in terminator movies one of the things that i will say you know watching dark fate one of the things that i did actually enjoy about it and you know to a lesser extent you know they did this in genesis and they kind of in a way did this in salvation is you know it's it's looking at terminator through the lens of a shifting timeline like not everything is set in stone you know based on the first two or three movies um you know because i think for me that's something that that i i kind of get bothered with especially when you look at stuff like uh like time travel movies the the idea that there is this rigid timeline um and i think in a lot of ways that's something that can be uh, you know a bit of a hindrance for these films so like in genesis you get a very different world where um you know spoiler alert for an old bad movie um but you know you have something where you have the terminator coming back and a version of the terminator coming back and working with sarah connor to you know basically defeat terminators and you know it, it was kind of an interesting idea the film isn't that good but you know I, I thought it was a really cool idea you know it jumps the shark obviously when they decide to make john connor an evil version of himself who is inhabited by like a nanotech version of um you know genesis or you know a, a different version of skynet or whatever and it's it's weird and, and unnecessary but again like the idea the initial idea of what they were planning to do with this was kind of interesting and kind of cool and I, and I think that's the thing with a bunch of these Terminator movies. They're cool ideas like, oh, OK, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. We're going to introduce this female Terminator and she's going to have these abilities and she's going to be able to do X, Y, Z. And it's kind of interesting. How is she going to be a match for Arnold's Terminator? And how does this new version of the Terminator who is still protecting John going to do his thing and how is John going to interact with this Terminator even though they're not the same thing um one point on that film that I think it's very interesting so they're they're minor minor major spoiler for Dark Fate 
Um, one of the things that I will will tell you about this movie because there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about casting and you know how much of this film is Edward Furlong going to be in and everything like that. John Connor is not a, a big piece of this film, and I know that that kind of outraged a lot of people because they're like, I love John Connor, John Connor. I want to see him in more of these these films. I think he's an important character, and I I kind of want to take a look back at Terminator Three where it's like. John Connor is a weak character who is incredibly dumb and is not enjoyable to watch on screen. You know, sure, a lot of kids, you know, latched on to the character when they met him in T2. I think for a very specific audience, um, I think he he aligned with their sensibilities and, and kind of their self-image in a very real way. Um, you know, and again, as a kid, I thought it, it was interesting to follow a kid through this world. Watching these films today, I don't think he's that interesting. I think he's probably my least favorite part of that film. Um, I think Arnold is great. I think, um, I just drew a blank on the actor's name, but I think the T-1000 is great. Linda Hamilton is amazing. You know, and, and there are all these other little parts that are really great, but I think, for me, you know, John Connor, as played by Edward Furlong, does not hold up as well as as it should. And, you know, again, I think there's the element of kind of that nostalgia glasses effect making him seem more cool than he actually was. And, and again, as a kid, he probably was super cool. As I mean, as a kid, he was super cool. But looking back on it now, it's just not the same. And John Connor has essentially never been, I'm doing big air quotes here as I often do, has never really been cool in a lot of these films. I mean, they tried in Salvation, you know, our film where we got to see, all right, what if we had a Terminator movie where we were telling it from actually being in the future of Skynet taking over? And again, this is this is a great idea. It's something that we've really only seen in these short segments, usually either at the beginning or the end of a Terminator film. They look really cool. That world was kind of wild. You wanted to see more of it. We got more of it. It wasn't that interesting. It wasn't that fun. And the movie wasn't good, but we got it. You know, they tried, they, they tried an idea. Um, you know, and, and I think there is there was something there. There was something that could have really worked there, but you know, the writing, the the actual story being told, some of the actors, like it just didn't work out. And and it's wild thinking about that movie, you know, having Christian Bale, who's like at the height of his Batman powers, you know, during the production of that film. And, you know, it just not working out like you, you know you expected so much more of a movie where Christian Bale is playing John Connor and it just, just never quite became what it needed to be um but just jumping back to like just the 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 John Connor of it all you know again it's another example of the character not being well used and not being interesting um you know and it, and it kind of gets me back to like I don't think John Connor was ever that interesting. And I think what we saw in, you know, Dark Fate, what we see in this newest movie is this kind of thing where, all right, if we, if we kind of look at 
the timeline and everything like that. Like, let's say, let's say we are successful with pushing off Judgment Day. If we do that, John Connor probably wouldn't matter as much anymore. You know, whether we have canceled Judgment Day or delayed Judgment Day, our mission is complete here. And so what happens? You know, we have this thing where, all right, in one version of our world, we have been successful. We've prevented Judgment Day. In another version of our world, we have just delayed Judgment Day. In another version of our world, Judgment Day is completely different. So we have all of these different versions of a future that could have been created. And this is something that, you know, it, it's funny because it's something that exists in Dark Fate. You know, again, this is going to be a minor, there's going to be some minor spoilers in this episode. Not going to, you know, tell you everything that happens in the movie. But this is also something that was introduced to us in the television series, the Sarah Chronicle, Sarah Connor Chronicles. And so basically in that world, what we have is this opportunity to see different people from different versions of the future coming together. And what does that look like? You, you also have the kind of central Terminator crew jumping through time. And so, all right, how can John Connor be the leader of the future if John Connor has been missing for 10 years or whatever like that? How does that change the future? How do different characters come to interact? And, you know, what happens if you're a character from a future that no longer exists? And I think that's kind of the thing that I, like, again, it's another great idea that I really like about the franchise, a risk that they were kind of willing to take. But again, something that, I don't think ever quite took off in the way that they thought it was going to. I mean, it's this series, this franchise is, is just a series of great ideas or interesting ideas. Cause not all the ideas are great, but interesting ideas that should be a lot of fun, should be really cool. That should make us like just drop our jaws and, and say, wow, that was awesome. But all too often, it, it's just kind of, eh, you, you didn't stick the landing. You had a great idea. You know, let's see John Connor older and how he's dealing. Oh, he's crappy. And so it's up to the Terminator and his future wife to kind of drag him through this entire thing. And oh, it was all in service of getting him to the bunker so that he could lead the people. And even though we've watched an entire movie where he has proven to be inept, we are just supposed to accept the fact that he is our leader. Okay, fine. All right, so let's jump to this idea where we're looking at John Connor in the future, but we're not really going to focus on John Connor. Fine. We're going to focus on this human Terminator hybrid guy and a bunch of other characters who have no personality. And this movie is just very gray and grim and no one remembers the story of Terminator Salvation and, oh, let's pull a rubbery fake Arnold Schwarzenegger out of the refrigerator. Cool. We got our fan service in. Oh, Helena Bonham Carter is here for some reason. Great. Um, again, we wanted to see Judgment Day. We wanted to see or we wanted to see what happens after Judgment Day. We wanted to be in that future world where you know, the human resistance is fighting Skynet and everything like that. We wanted to see that in a more extended version. Uh, I just don't think it was quite what we thought it was going to be. All right. All right. All right. So let's, let's reset again. 
let's get uh let's get a let's go back to the original terminator let's uh kind of reboot it but we're gonna do the same thing uh we're gonna send a terminator back and we're gonna send kyle reese back and they're both going to be working together to protect sarah uh but this time john is going to be evil because john has teamed up with skynet which has rebranded itself because cell phones um again interesting idea looking at how technology has evolved over time using that to say all right if we were to see skynet happen in this day and age it wouldn't necessarily just be a military system taking over it would be something that is intrinsically linked to our everyday life and the technology that we're using okay that seems like it should be brilliant and work really well crap we didn't stick the landing again I mean, you kind of see where this is going. Um, and so we get to Terminator Dark Fate and it's, you know, I, I again, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what happens in this movie, but let me just say that it's, it's clearly a, um, it's the end of something as we know it and the beginning of something new. Um, me personally, I hope it's the end. I hope we don't get any more Terminator movies as much as I've, I've kind of gone through and I've illustrated some of the things that I like about what they are doing with the ideas within Terminator that just don't work. Um, but here, all right, let's, let's take our initial conceit of the first movie. So in the first movie, Linda Hamilton is a character who is being hunted because she will give birth to the future savior of humanity. And all right, you know, there's there's some inherent sexist stuff in there. Like uh, or basically she is being hunted for her womb. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said there. And so in Dark Fate, there is a reckoning with that inherent sexism of the series. And again, I know some people are going to take issue with that being said because, oh, but Linda Hamilton is a great, strong, female lead and she is she, you know you know Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor is this this fantastic character I, I think she is a great character I think her portrayal in all of the films that she has appeared has been fantastic um Dark Fate included I think she is amazing in that film um despite whatever other issues that I have with it um but you know that doesn't remove the fact that that aspect of the story is uh problematique um and so they in dark fate decide all right we're going to wrestle with that and you know again you can probably watch the trailer and figure it out it's gonna be a bit different um and i and i like that they were willing to do that and i think there was a lot there the problem that we see now is all right different timelines different future leader the problem is all right linda hamilton is great as sarah Con sarah connor arnold schwarzenegger is great as uh i don't want to quite spoil what he is uh or who he is um he's great you get your new hybrid between Kyle Reese and a protective Terminator who is played by Mackenzie Davis, who's this augmented human. And, you know, again, like such a cool idea, you know, in order to fight the machines, humans start resorting to augmenting themselves and 
you know, when they do that, they burn bright, but they burn out. And, you know, just a lot of what they do there is interesting, but not fully realized, not well realized. And so Grace's character is interesting, but maybe not delivered as well as it could have been. And then you have your your main character, the, 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 the target of, of the future machines, Danny Ramos, as played by Nat- Natalia Reyes. And she's not Linda Hamilton. Like, she's not, she's not, I don't know if she's just not given good material or she's not a good actress. I'm not entirely sure, but it's just like everything feels weak and forced and you know, I have like no idea what I've, I've not seen anything else that she's in, but it just felt so like, not that she, not that she herself is, is terrible or bothers me in any real way, but like, it just didn't, it didn't work. And I think that was what was kind of frustrating about it, you know, because in the original Terminator, we're given enough time with Sarah Connor to understand who she is, what she's about, what's important to her, and kind of where her life is at before it's completely turned upside down. In this case, Donnie, Danny's character, like, we don't quite get all of that. We don't quite understand where she's coming from. You know, again, jumping back to T2, we get a sense of where John Connor is at, you know, what's going on in his life. like who he is, you know, what's important to him. And, you know, Danny in this film, they just wipe everything away from her almost as soon as we meet her. And when you do that, we haven't gotten a chance to understand at all who she is. And so as this journey starts, because there's so many other pieces that we care about, it, it was one of those things where it became kind of clear that they were uncertain of where their focus should be. Like, is Sarah Connor our focus in this movie? Is Grace, you know, Mackenzie Davis's augmented human our, our, you know, feature, or is Danny our feature? And so we have these three people who, rather than kind of complementing each other in this way, and I mean, again, like, not to say that they are terrible, but it feels like it feels like they were parts of different movies that were kind of slapped together. I feel like there's a version of this film where it is Grace and Danny with no Sarah Connor. Um, and that, that version of the film is very different. And then there's this version that has Sarah Connor protecting, you know, this, this new person without the aid of a future augmented person. Um, and that's a different version. And I, I don't know. It's just like, it feels like, there were a lot of different ideas that they had here that just never quite coalesced in the way that they thought they were going to, um, you know, and you know, the, the other thing that I'm kind of reminded of is Gabriel Luna, who is a, is a great actor. Um, he doesn't have a whole, you know, host of credits right now. Um, I mean, I guess he has a, a pretty fair, um, you know, like, track record in terms of of tv and and film properties that he's had a chance to be in but like he's a good actor who 
doesn't get much to do. I mean, he's playing he's playing a unfeeling machine, and I, I think that kind of works against him because he is someone who can be very charismatic, but he's just got to play machine-like this entire time. And, you know, for me, it doesn't quite work because it feels like you're wasting that actor. You feel like they're you're wasting that performance because, you know, if you're going to put something in that role and they're not going to have much to say or do, um, and not to say that he doesn't have much to do because technically he's the main villain of the film. He's got a lot to do. Um, but shouldn't someone, you know, more striking be in the role and i and i know there's there's a meta commentary um that they're trying to make with this film which is which is kind of hard to deny or what i should say is there's several meta commentaries that they're trying to make and i'm not going to go into those because i don't think for the purposes of the conversation that i'm having here that i don't think they matter um you know but it was one of those things where it's like his version of the you know, we'll, we'll call him a version of, of the Terminator. It doesn't stick out in my mind. There's nothing new about it. It's basically, let's take the original Terminator and instead of regular skin, his skin is going to be like T-1000 goo. Um, and that's it. Like, I mean, they, they recycled an idea from their earlier films they didn't do it quite as well. I never felt as threatened as by him as I did the T-1000 um, because they overused a lot of the CG aspects of the way his character moves or interacts. You know, a lot of what should be cool about what he's doing is lost. And I mean, I think that's just the, the, the overall challenge with these films. It's a lot of great ideas. It's a lot of great conceptual work, a lot of great design work that never quite equals out. And, you know, again, I'm not going to go back and say that the first two Terminator films are terrible because I don't think they are. I think they are still great sci-fi action films that hold up incredibly well today, um, with the exception of a few parts here and there. But everything that has followed have been these good ideas that were never capitalized on and never stuck the landing. And, and I think that's something that we really need to assess when we are looking at should some of these franchises even be franchises? You know, someone, when I, when I shared that I was going to see this film and I, I was kind of going to crap all over it when I talked about stuff on the podcast, someone asked me like, I they basically said, like, I don't understand why this franchise is a franchise. And and I feel very much the same way. It's like you had a couple of films that made were good, made money. You have what should be lucrative IP, because if you do it right, it should kind of be good return year after year. And it's just the ball is dropped every time, you know, and it's, again, it's the same with the alien franchise. It's like you get two, two great films, two great films. And then everything that comes out after, whether it has good ideas or not, never quite does it and never quite satisfies either critics or fans. You know, no one is satisfied with these. I mean, again, there's always going to be some people who are like, oh, it did everything that I needed it to do there are always going to be people who feel that way. And 
I guarantee you from some of the reviews that I've seen and some of the way that people are act reacting, some people feel that Terminator Dark Fate did everything that they needed it to. And you know, for that, I mean, there's a lot in this film that I do like. There's some stuff that I thought was kind of dumb, but a lot of the stuff that, you know, fan, I'm gonna call them out, a lot of the stuff that fanboys are gonna complain about, I actually really enjoy about this film. Um, but again, did we need it? Was this necessary? You know, and, and I don't wanna be that guy who just kind of continually trumpets the, this didn't need a sequel, maybe it should have been a one shot. But I, I do think like, franchises shouldn't be run into the ground just because we need to try to make money off of this IP. Um, and I think this is a very specific case, you know, and a shared case where this just continually happens and we need to stop it. We need to recycle or scrap or whatever phrase we want to use the Terminator. We need to say goodbye. It'll never be as good as we hoped for it to be as an overall franchise. The best of this film franchise are behind us. Just let us enjoy those. Let the series rest. Come up with some new future machine movie. And sure, we'll say it's derivative of the, of the Terminator films, but if you do it right, if you do it well, if you give us something like Ex Machina, you know, give us a new take on these types of stories. Do something different that doesn't use the Terminator IP or use the Terminator IP for something else. I don't know. Like, I know they need to make money on these things. I know what this is all about, but just leave these franchises be. It's done. We're never going to get a good Terminator movie again. Stop trying. That's all I have to say about that. So, fam, agree, disagree. Do you want more Terminator? Do you want them to keep going until they eventually get the right timeline for you? Or are you satisfied with knowing that we will never have a film as good as T2? Let me know on social media. I am at Larry Tron pretty much everywhere on the social networks. Or you can shoot me an email, Larry at LM2photo.com. I have a couple of fun episodes coming up in the future. Um, at the time of recording this, uh, last week, in addition to having seen Terminator Dark Fate, I also got to see the sequel to The Shining, Doctor Sleep. Um, and so I'm going to be doing an episode where I talk a little bit about The Shining and Doctor Sleep. So uh, mark your calendars for that. I don't actually know when that's going to come out, but it will probably be after Dr. Sleep has released so that we can have a bit more of a real conversation about it and what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, and kind of where my feelings are at on The Shining uh, and kind of how these two things work in tandem. So um, that will be coming up probably next week at the time of recording. Um, 
as I've been telling you for the last few months, I am now part of the Hard Knock Media Collective, uh, which is the media and podcasting arm of the Nerds of Color. So that's hardnocmedia.com. And basically it's, it's your place. It's your you know group of shows all about some of your favorite nerdy things, all from the perspectives of people of color. Um, we have a ton of great shows like Hard Knock Life, which is the flagship podcast of the Nerds of Color. We have great shows like Southern Fried Asians, which looks at the experience of Asian Americans in the U.S. South. And we also have stuff like DC TV Classics that looks at the way that DC Comics got into the current television landscape um, or you know, the classic TV landscape. So lots of good stuff there. Hardnocmedia.com. Check it out. Lots of great shows, like I said before. And that brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. Definitely, like I said before, let me know your thoughts. Agree, disagree. You know, let's talk Terminator. Let's talk franchises that don't need to be franchises. All right. I'll see you next week, fam. Stay watching. Peace.